TikTok, TikTok, we back on the clock, baby, LML Podcast, coming to y'all live, man, welcome back to the show, episode 7, man, this is where we at, we at week 11, sitting good, feeling good, man, so we're going to talk about a couple things today, man, going to talk about some divisions, man, today, I think they want to talk about the divisions, we're going to go through the divisions, we're going to go through possible playoff outlook, we're going to go through some stats, man, some key stat guys in the MVP race, and where it's going to come down to, and who's really balling, who's hooping, et cetera, et cetera, man. So stay tuned. Buckle up, man, for the ride, baby. You know how it is. LML Podcast. We coming at you live. Yo, we back, man. We back. Let's talk about these divisions, man. Let's first start off with the AFC. Shout out to the AFC. As proclaimed, some people say the strongest. They say the NFC is the strongest, vice versa. Going off a lot of both of past history, man. I'm just going to, you know, say, man, I'm excited to see what LML does for Madden 20, what division stands tall. And if there is a good collection of just uh, equality, man, as far as competition goes. So right now you got the 9 0 Patriots leading the top, 9 1 Chiefs behind them, 7 2 Ravens, 7 3 Chargers, 5 4 Texans, 5 4 Jags, and then it gets to your 500 Titans, bro. So you're pretty sitting solid there with the AFC. In the NFC, you got the 9 0 Cowboys, the 9 0 49ers, the 8 1 Falcons, the 7 2 Bucks, the 7 3 Vikings, the 6 3 Eagles, and the 5 5 Cardinals. So overall, you're looking at a pretty even spread there, man. I don't think it's too much fall off. I think it's actually more even than people think. When we buckle up and we attack divisions, I'm going to attack them as I can attack them north, south, east, and west. We'll go to the north, man. Uh, AFC North to start it off. Why not? Uh, I represent the Ravens and the Ravens in the north. We've done pretty well with what we're given. Um, the schedule has been brutal for us all. We've been able to overcome a lot of the obstacles that we've had to face. Uh, the Browns, man, the most talented roster uh, in the division besides the Steelers. Um, I think Eric B is kind of getting his getting his feet back into the grind, man. Figuring out what he wants to do. Uh, he's he's played tough. Baker going down early hurt, but he's starting to figure out what he wants to do. Uh, ran extremely well with Kareem Hunt and his big victory over the Bills. So maybe he starts something and, uh, and and proceeds forward. I know he even said in his office, man, they 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 run the they plan to run the they plan to run the table, man. They plan to do big things as they lead as they as they end the season. So I'm definitely excited to see uh, what's in store for them moving forward. The Steelers and Nick Bell, man, um, he's another guy that I think is more inconsistency has plagued him. Um, he's a guy that I think has endless potential, has a great team, solid linebacking core, a scheme that he can run. I think he gets in his own way sometimes. Um, but uh, it's exciting times to see what Steelers are going to do. They sit at 2-7. and seven. Now, I don't know if I previously said the Bills, the, the Browns sit at 3-6. and six. Then you got the Bengals um, at, at the end of the division in the AFC North. Struggling mighty Ricky Dunham is. He's had great games, had some close losses. I think that he's a few pieces away from getting those dubs that he wants and seeks. So for all those guys that may they're below 500 right now, continue to finish strong, continue to battle, man. Even if you find yourself now where you want to be at the end of the season, have a plan to attack the offseason, attack the draft, to, to really, you know, ha- handle, handle what you need to handle. I'm across the sea and go to the NFC North. The NFC North is led by the Vikings, the X-Man Pro Bowl defense, as most people like to call it. The one thing that we do know is as much as great as their secondary may be, as great as their pass rush may be, they're a little, they're a little weak in the, in the body. In the body, I'm going to consider that, that, that middle front seven. And what they got to experience this last advance was a team that's going to attack the body in the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys attacked them relentlessly through, through, through the ground, and they bullied them. Uh, bullied Harrison Smith, bullied all those guys into submission for a big victory and giving the Vikings their third loss on the season. With that being said, I still think the Vikings are the standard in the NFC North. But there is a couple teams surging in the pack. The Packers, man, who started off early, has had a fall recently, and that's really because his defense hasn't been able to stop much of anybody. 
Um, he needs to figure that out. Once he gets his defense back on track with those young guys, he's got in the secondary, the good pass rush, he can really do some things. But he presently sits at four and six. The Bears at four and five, Joe Scott, fellow admin, hasn't really figured out what he wants to do. Early in the season, he made a couple moves. He had Mitchell Trubinsky. He didn't really want to develop him. Then he turned around, got Derek Carr. The results have not changed. He still sits in the same boat. The boat's leaking. He's got to figure out how to stop the leak. He's got Tyreek Cohen. Really hasn't put a lot of work on the ground with him. There may be a lot of things going on with that, but he's got to figure out how he can get this Bears defense to play as this Bears defense does. The key to Chicago, trust the defense, let the offense manage the game, get the dub. But in the meantime, it's all good. The Lions, headed by a new coach, Devontae Duncan. They got two wins on the season, and guess who they're under? Devontae Duncan. He's, this is third week in, in, in the league, and guess what? Hello, he gets to meet the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, yeah, that's right. We'll see what Devontae Duncan's really all about. We know he's got an aerial assault that's been really good. Defense has been playing tough. He's got two blowout victories. He will be challenged in the third week in LML. But I'm excited to see what this kid can do because he does look good. He looks strong. He's putting up good stats, and he's beating decent users. So with two wins coming up with B. Moore Barron, who just upset the Chargers, and Joe Scott in the division, this game right here can mean a lot for Devontae Duncan as he gets this organization to turn things around, right? Turn things around for a new direction after Harold Hall left. We're going to go back to the other side of town, man, to the AFC South. AFC South is probably one of the tightest divisions in the league right now. Uh, you got Troy Smallwood, who's got the Texans at 5-4. and four. He's playing really well. He's been on the two-game losing streak, but he's got potential to do whatever he wants to do. This week he faced the Ravens, and I'm going to consider this game a trap game. Even if the Ravens wanted to come in comfortable, they had the Texans have a great defense, a great offense, great receivers, great quarterback. So there's got to, this is going to be a, a battle of, 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 of wheels, per se. What's the biggest critique of Troy Smallwood? I think it's turnovers. I think that Watson has had a lot of turnovers, and that's really kind of bogged this team down because offensively they've been outdoing a lot of people statistically. Statistics don't always win the game, though. What we're seeing is he has his play smarter, play wiser, I think take his time, continue to trust his skill set, and he'll be fine. But this is a dead race because on his heels is the Jacksonville Jaguars, the team most critiqued by most users in the beginning of the season when Lopez kind of blew it all up instead of going an alternative way. But it's his team. It's his scheme over players, and that's what he believes in. And that foundational belief of him has paid off, man, as he sits in 5-4, tied for the lead at AFC South. Lopez has been playing well. He's been leading on Leonard Fournette and Sonny Michelle, who's been hurt lately. When Sonny Michelle gets back, Ying and Yang can get back doing their thing, man, and they can continue to help Nick Foles get these dubs. The Titans. The Titans, Trey Nitty. Trey Nitty's like a, uh, 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 an, unknown, an unknown spectrum to a lot of people, but he's an extremely good user with the team that he's building to fit his mold. He's got, he's got Derrick Henry rumbling on folks. Just upset the, char- the, the Chiefs with just bully ball. Pure bully ball. Derrick Henry going down, going down the lane, 200-plus yards, no touchdowns, and still got the win. Why? Mariota, very effective and efficient. He's a great quarterback guy. He's smart with how he does his routes. His defense is playing well. He's getting things going in Tennessee, and I'm excited to see what he does with them. He sits at 5-5. Five and five. That division is wide open between those top three teams. The fourth team on the board, Eric LeClear, he's not out of it. Three and six, he still sits strong. He's got a strong offensive line, a run game that he's trying to build up. He's got a quarterback and a great receiving core. He's got to figure out how to get that offense on the track he wants. The defense is going to struggle with, with the lack of speed they have, but he's got a lot of young core pieces that if he can get them headed in the right direction, man, they're going to be special to see. Back to the other side of town, going to the NFC South. This, going, this is the vision that a lot of people probably would expect to be a lot more crazy. Um, you had the challenge flag guys, a lot of them there. It's three out of four there. Dawson Livingston leads the pack, doing exactly as advertised as he is, going out and getting his boy Russell Wilson. That's led to an 8-1 and 
record so far this season. He's the team. He's one of the top two teams that force fumbles in this league, and it shows, man. His defense plays extremely well, holding opponents to about 188 points, while he's he's scored about 267. That's the lowest in his division, being held on defense. He's the tightest defense in the division. But behind him on his heels is Zachary Wilson, and Wilson has done extremely well, fresh off newly married, fresh off the cruise, fresh off the honeymoon, and he's been balling, man. He <laughs> game knows game. <laughs> Bucks are sitting seven and two. They just lost Belage, man. One of his up and coming running backs is excited. For, he's gonna have an exciting LML career under under Zachary Wilson. So he's gonna have to figure out how to fill the mold. He's got he's got Rosen balling. He's got Mike Evans and them doing well. But it's not the offense for him. That's the secret. His defense forces turnovers. They cover the field. They do extremely well in that aspect as well. Then we got Archer with the Saints. He's playing. Not to the part he wants to play. He had a big blow-up game with Trey, Trey, with, with, with Ted Ginn set an NFL LML record of yardage, touchdowns in one game. But he hasn't been able to duplicate that kind of factory production moving forward. Then you got uh, Travis Gerald. Well, he's been more down the dumps than anybody else. Mentally for him, I don't think he's playing as strong as he should play. He needs to play better. He got to get Cam moving. Right now, he sits at 1-8 behind Archer, who's at 2-7. and seven. This is not good for him, as the Panthers are a little older roster. This is a win-now year. He's going to have to reset the clock extremely fast and get these guys bounced back. I would recommend him continue to finish strong, continue to battle, and get yourself mentally prepared for season two. I think the coach has to you know, find himself back, and once he does that, everything will be all right. Yeah, man, NFC South. We're going to be right back with you, man, because I know it's getting long. We'll give you some tunes to listen to, and we're going to finish off with these last two divisions. We back in the saddle, man. Let's talk about the AFC East, man. Quinn is doing his thing, 9-0, coming off a big win, beating the Ravens. Um, probably, you know, a competitive game for them to see and say, but they look extremely dominant in the aerial attack. The lead, that has a lead, leading point scored in the league at 402 points. Defense is playing extremely stout with a lot of young guys believing in the system and keeping it to what his core is. His schedule does pick up in the next couple of weeks as he gets to see Philly. He gets to play the Cowboys. He gets to play the Chiefs. He's got some tough games. He's really going to see what they're all about. But with Brady leading him, that team looks that team looks really strong and primed for a playoff push. Following him is Dave McCorkle. McCorkle's done extremely well with the Jets this year. He went out and got Aaron Rodgers. It really hasn't meant anything different as he continues leaning on Le'Veon Bell. His defense is playing above average. They've got a lot of talent on that. I think what he's got to figure out is how can he effectively limit his turnovers. His turnovers have really hurt him. I mean, he's only scored 195 points for, and he's, he's given up 254. That's not a good piece for, that's not a good recipe for success. But he's shown some great, you know, small things to show that, hey man, he's ready for Madden 20 and LML, and there's a lot of good things he's looking store, especially given his division rival, the Patriots, some tough, tough games. Lance Chisholm, man, you know, we all said we're not, you're not gonna go to Miami, you're not gonna go to Miami. I think he was stubborn enough to tell us he is gonna go to Miami, and he has gone. But there's some things schematically he could have probably done different in, in, in Miami, given his roster year. But he's working the grind. He's doing his thing. He's, he's scoring a good amount of points. His problem is his defense hasn't been able to stop much. So he's got to figure out how to get production out of his defense, use those DBs to their, their point, use those fast linebackers, figure out how he can manufacture pressure to really limit people from doing the things that they want to do. Making people uncomfortable is the secret to success, I think. And for him to do that, I think that'll lead to a little more wins. Right now he sits at 3-6. or six. He's not clearly out of it. The AFC wildcard race is getting really, really heated. So in these teams in this 4-win, 5-win, 3-win bubble, you got to turn around ASAP and pray for some losses for those guys sitting at seven, six wins right now. Coming up in the, in, in the bottom of the tier is the Bills, man. The Bills is not is not having a strong run in LML so far. He's only averaged, he, he has 194 points for, but he's given up 341 against. 
So defensively, they've been really struggling. Offensively, they've been struggling. There's been a lot. Of, he's been shown. He's had some bright moments. Um, just for him, it's about figuring out the best way to utilize his team. He's had some great passing games. Um, but like you said, defense for him has been let down. I think that's been extremely frustrating. So I would continue to encourage him like I encourage the Panthers and a couple others. Continue to grind, continue to grind, continue to grind because it don't stop. And I think that if you continue to build build the guys you got, even if you're losing, attack the guys that have some goals, man. Get them built up so that when you go to free agency in the offseason in the draft, you got some people to lean on to and say, hey, this is my leadership. These are the guys that have been built so we can continue to build this brand and do what we got to do. We're going to go back across the way, right, NFC East. Well, it's the, it's the Cowboys. And the Cowboys have been all about bully ball. Bully balls, you, hey, line them up, strap them up. You know what's coming. We're going to put it in your face. One of the greatest deals that the architect tech has done so far is going out and get Melvin Gordon. He, 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 used the, he used the lab wisely, man. He went out and got a running back to fits what he likes to do. And with that offensive line, they have been problems for people. But it's not just Melvin Gordon. He's got a good receiving core, but it's not just the receiving core. The defense has played stout, only allowing 130 points for from all his opponents. The defense has played stout because defense wins championships. And right now the Cowboys defense is playing extremely strong at the linebacker level, at the D-line level, at the DB level. So we'll see what he does. His schedule remains, as some would kind of say, soft, but it does pick up a little heat. Detroit's going to be a good game to see what they do. But I think, like I said, that New England game is something to circle. That Philly game is going to be something to circle. He had a really good game against the Vikings. So the Cowboys are starting to, they, they, it's actually ending well to have a challenging schedule because they, they're thinking postseason. They're thinking playoffs. So they'll be ready for that. Coming up behind him is the Eagles at 6-3. and three. Slim, man, welcome back to the league, doing his thing, playing good. Dropped a couple games that I know he didn't want to do. But, man, he's got an opportunity to change the whole narrative, man. He got to play the Patriots this week. If he comes in and beats the Patriots and he beats the Cowboys, this, this is all – this is – it's going to be really interesting in the, in, in the NFC East. The Giants sitting four and six, and Andrew has done extremely well with the Giants, a roster that was depleted, hurting, not that strong. He has attacked it. He has moved some pieces that probably, people probably wouldn't have moved. He's challenged, the, he's challenged that narrative of, well, keep certain guys, and he's really flipped his team to do what he's doing. He's going to develop mental skates as he has Tyreek Jackson actually playing effective. Of course, he's going to miss those throughout games, but he's doing really well with his quarterback to touchdown race, with his touchdown to interception ratio. He's playing decent football. Barkley's going to return soon, which is really going to help him out. He's got a good receiving court he's building up. He's thinking about the long game, and I like what he's doing while still remaining competitive in, in the league. Barreto and the Redskins. I'm actually shocked by the results of him right now sitting at 2 and 7. He's another good user that has a solid scheme, but things haven't gone to the way he likes. Haskins has been a little bit more erratic. I know he wants to throw the ball. He has great running backs, so maybe he should lean on a little bit more. I think that may be the problem with Washington. They're throwing the ball too much, and the turnovers will probably overrun him. The defense is actually prime, one of the best defenses on the game, if used properly. And I think he's got to figure out how he wants to use them with the talent that he has across the board on that defense with fast linebackers, good D-line, DBs that are extremely well and can play smart. So he'll figure out how to use them and maximize all their efforts. And I think, you know, he'll, 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 be, he'll be bound this season and, and, and moving forward. We'll end it with the AFC West, right? The West is left. The AFC West is led by the Kansas City Chiefs and William Ball. The biggest critique of William Ball and his organization is the defense can't stop nothing. And it's true, but his offense can light up the sky. Lighting up the sky they have been doing with Tyreek Hill, bombs over Baghdad. Mahomes playing extremely well and priming the MVP race. Ball has figured out his niche as he continues to make this defense play above and beyond expectations given the roster that he has. The Chargers, man, Corey. New user to the league has been extremely competitive. Was kind of handicapped in this loss to, to be more barren, but he continued to grind and do what he had to do. He's been playing well and effective, getting Prescott off fresh off the hundred fifty dollar million contract. Continue to grind, continue to grind, continue to grind. I'm excited to see what the results of this game are. This is gonna be a big barometer check for Corey. Where do you stand in the LML hierarchy? 
can you take advantage of this poor defense in Kansas City and will your defense be able to slow down the Chiefs offense? That is great running the ball with a running back that some people consider subpar and, of course, the great receiving core that they have on, on the docket. Behind him is, is the Broncos. The Broncos and Tremaine, his organization is a little different. He's playing extremely good football. He just has some tough losses. He sits at four and five, but he's only allowed 175 points, which is the lowest points for points against in the entire division of the AFC West. His defense is showing up playing ball. His offense is actually scoring pretty well. I just think that he just hasn't had the luck that he probably would have wanted. Um, played, like I said, played in some games, lost some games he probably shouldn't have lost. So right now it's just him figuring out what he wants to do with the, with the Broncos. He's, he's leaning on Lindsey. He's leaning on uh, Freeman. He's got Flacco doing his thing. He's going to attack the offseason, I think, and acquire some young talent at the receiving core, continue to short that O-line, continue to let Flacco do what he got to do, if not you know, move in another direction, and continue to mold that defense, which has a solid you know, DB core, linebackers that need some help in the interior, a great outside pass rush, and need to short that D-line a little bit more to get to the level that he likes to play. Finally, for the, for the AFC West is BMO Barron and the Ravens. This division is playing extremely tough. BMO has beat some, some teams that people probably say he shouldn't have beat, but we know how BMO is. Um, he, he'll, he'll get you, man. If you come in sleep, he'll wake you up and he'll keep you humble. So they're playing extremely well, even though, like I said, they've only point, paid, uh, scored 189 points total this season by giving up 305. The numbers tell you that they shouldn't have three wins, but they do. They balling, they hooping, they playing good games. We'll see what he does with Tyrod to him, a move that's very questionable to a lot of people. But he's got some core things on the defense. He's got A.B. on the offensive side. He's got Jake spinning. He's got some things that he's doing. Hopefully it all works out for him in the end. Finally, for the NFC, we've got the NFC West. Led by playoff carry, Wi-Fi carry, whatever you want to call him. My land cable is disconnected carry. Carry's 9-0, and he's sitting really, really comfortable with the 49ers. Applying great pass rush to people, great front seven play, filling gaps. This is a prime matchup for him and the Cowboys in the NFC Championship. Two teams on two polar opposites with two defenses that can stop the same stuff. I want to see what that does, but hey, he's got to make it through the gauntlet first. His division is in the middle of the pack with the 5-5 five five cars, the 4-5 Rams, and the 4-6 four four Seattle Seahawks. And the Seahawks gave him a tough game. The Cars gave him a tough first half. You got to put four quarters together to beat Kerry and how he plays football and what he does to them 49ers. And yeah, he may have a, a strong team right now he's building up, but what's his weakness? They got to figure that out. Right now, it looks good, man. Jimmy's playing decent. Even coming off a poor game to the pass through the Seahawks, he still was able to, to, to run a ball with Breida, the, the MVP leader, um, and really do some work. The Cardinals, man, is Tyler, Tyler Collins, man, who's playing extremely well. He's building that team up, playing like above and beyond expectations, in my opinion. Kyler Murray, he's doing extremely well with. And the, the only way to go up for him is up. Leaning on Ezekiel Elliott, figuring out how he's going to get that defense to do what they want to do is the key for him. I think if he gets his defense right to how he wants them, he's going to win more games. Lamas and the Rams, man, another team that has some holes that he's filled. Todd Gurley being back is the humongous resurgence for this team. I mean, he's the, he's the, he's the piece that gets this thing moving. So I, he came back day one. We'll see if that continues to add up. His, his schedule doesn't get any softer, but Lamas has a good scheme that he runs. Uh, so I think 4-5 is, is, is light work. He'll definitely flip that and be in a prime race for the wild card. Same thing with Ja'Cory, man. Um, a, a move that most people challenge, getting all those, that mega trade. But he's done really well applying pressure to people. Has a really good defensive scheme. Offensively, it's been turnovers for him. Kind of like Troy Smallwood. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Whether it's interceptions or fumbles. Interceptions have been really his problem lately. With Of course, some key fumbles that have pissed you off. But the interceptions, you got to clean up. Matt Ryan's got to keep the ball out of other people's hands and put it in his players' hands. If he does that, Ja'Cory easily is 6-4, and four, not 4-6. and six, Easily. So, those are the divisions. That's, that's, that's the wrap-up on them. We're going to let you hear some tunes. We'll be right back to you with some awards, with some stats. And after that, man, we're going we're gonna to call this thing quits. 
everybody loves trophies. Everybody loves medals. Everybody likes being on that number one on the podium. What about those awards, man? That's what everybody want to hear. They want to talk about. I want to talk about a couple stat leaders before we end this podcast. Leading the MVP race so far this year is Melvin Gordon the third out there in Dallas doing his thing. Statistically, we'll get to that. Second on him is Matt Breida, man. Breida's doing the same thing, running, running, running. Uh, behind them in the limp is Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Damian Williams, Tom Brady, Marcus Mariota, Rodney Anderson, Aaron Jones, and Kyler Murray to lead it off at 10. So this is a wide-open MVP race. That I think in the next couple of weeks we'll really start to boil down to a top three, top four. But I think anybody on there can still win it. The Patriots can go off, man. Um, you can see it. their division has some games ahead that he can really blow off some people. Patrick Mahomes can really do his thing. I don't see him and Damian Williams remaining at the top. He's going to be going either or. Um, Lamar Jackson uh, is playing really well, but like I said, anything can happen with that. Breida and Gordon, Gordon any running back has got to stay healthy. So um, the biggest surprise to me is not a surprise, but Marcus Mariota, like I said, who's playing above and beyond expectations. Trey Nitty's really doing his thing. Keep an eye on this man. He's not, you know, a lot of people go in kind of comfortable and complacent, but he's doing really well. Um, offensive player of the year leaders, uh, you got uh, in the AFC, you got Jackson and Mahomes and Williams and Hill with Brady bringing up the, the end. In the NFC, you got Melvin Gordon, Breida, Aaron Jones, and Elliott. Running backs, man. Running backs, running backs, running backs, man. Are not playing around in the NFC, man. Defensive player of the year in the NFC, Bobby Wagner's holding it down. Fletcher Cox is coming up. Demarcus Lawrence and Harrison Smith. Uh, in the AFC, you got um, you got Thornhill, the young rook, man, out of, uh, out of uh, Kansas City who's doing really well. Clowney, Miles Jack, Watt. So, I mean, this is this is going to be good football to see, man, out in the awards and see who really brings the table on. So continue to grind and finish strong and, and do what you got to do, man. I think that's the secret here. So don't chase stats, chase wins, man. Don't chase stats, chase wins. <laughs> Number one quarterback statistically for yards, man, right now is Patrick Mahomes, of course. Uh, Brady's had a bye week, but uh, it's between Brady and Mahomes, man, for this aerial assault. You got 3,000 yards by Patrick Mahomes, 3,000 yards by Tom Brady, but you got a better touchdown to interception ratio. Mahomes is 21. Touchdowns of six interceptions. Brady is 24 touchdowns of 13 interceptions. So right now, um, <clears throat> key to beating the, the Chiefs, man, you got to force Mahomes to throw an interception. I think that's the biggest secret to get the ball away from Mahomes and don't let him do what he got to do. Um, Rushing-wise, the, the, the leader of the run game is Matt Breida, man, averaging 9.6 yards a carry, 1,400 yards, 16 touchdowns. No fumbles, man. He's, he's Him and Henry in the top 10 running backs in rushing yards have having zero fumbles. So great luck and fate by uh, uh, Kerry so far to not have to deal with that. I think once he starts to deal with that, it may be a shocker where he'll be able to rebound and continue to grind. Um, Melvin Gordon behind him leads the league in carries with 183, 1390 on the ground, 7.6 yards to carry. Leader in touchdowns by a long shot with 21. So both these running backs, man, I think are prime MVP candidates. Whoever slips up would probably give up the lead. But right now to me, MVP's either in the bag, Breed, or Gordon. I mean, I don't see how it can change much. Uh, Tyreek Hill, man, leads the league in, 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 in receiving yards with 1457. He's got 13 touchdowns, but Tyler Lockett, like any Jacoy receivers, right on his heels with the same. Less less receptions, most stats. Um, when it comes to top of receptions, Tyreek Hill leads the pack as that as well. But, of course, like always, Jalen Hoochins, running backs, are always there. One of the best check down guys I know, he'll take what you give him, and I got to applaud him for that because it's, it's smart football. Um, Defensively, man, leader in tackles is Bobby Wagner. Uh, Jayon Brown leads, uh, is behind him for the Kansas City Chiefs and Devin Bush with the Steelers. So this is some good defense, man. Leader in interceptions because everybody like getting picks, man, and that's the key. Uh, Thornhill lead, leads the league in picks with eight. Sight, Denmark does with nine, but Madden doesn't want to acknowledge him as being being okay, and that's fine. Thornhill is behind him with eight. So two rookies lead the pack with nine and eight interceptions, respectively. 
And uh, kicking-wise, Dane Bailey, man, is doing his thing. 24 out of 25, 96 uh, completion rating. So, man, it's been good football in the LML, man. Good football indeed. It's a lot of guys having some great stats. A lot of guys putting up great QBRs, completion ratings, rushing games, man. So continue to grind, man. Continue to grind. Let's talk about the woes, though. The woes. Most interceptions in the league so far, man. And, and, and interceptions are killers, man. And that's Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's got 20 touchdowns, 35 interceptions. Interceptions, man, are, uh, are tough. You know, and because you control you control who you're throwing to, and you got to watch where you're throwing. And Jacoy's got to write the ship out there with Matt Ryan for the guys. That's his quarterback. But the good thing about the trade is um, he can cut Matt Ryan whenever you want and, and attack a new quarterback in the offseason if a guy happens to fall. So it, we'll see what he does with Matt Ryan. Uh, Fumble-wise, uh, Lamar Jackson has 15 fumbles. Kyler Murray has 11, um, as expected with the quarterbacks in this game. So. Uh, it's been a lot of good football so far this season, man. So we're excited to see what happens. Most bye weeks are clearing up, which means the race is going to really get even. And then we're going to see uh, who, who comes and takes the throne. It's a lot of XP out there to get. And in a race in LML, man, 10-year season, who can develop the fastest to, to, to remain the most dominant? It's all about the long game, not the short game. We hear driving balls, man. Forget putting. We just want to drive. LML podcast. Hope y'all enjoyed it, man. I'll be back with y'all soon in a couple weeks to get more knowledge, talk more shit. Y'all know how it is. Everybody after us. They imitate us.